And now we'll get into the book of Revelation, chapter 9. We're going to pick it up in verse 17. And thus I saw the horses in the vision. Those who sat on them had breastplates of fiery red, hyacinth blue, and sulfur yellow. And the heads of the horses were like the heads of lions, and out of their mouths came fire, smoke, and brimstone. By these three plagues, a third of mankind was killed by the fire and the smoke and the brimstone which came out of their mouths. For their power is in their mouth and in their tails, for their tails are like serpents having heads. And with them they do harm. But the rest of mankind who were not killed by these plagues did not repent of the works of their hands that they should not worship demons and idols of gold, silver, brass, stone, and wood, which can neither see nor hear nor walk. And they did not repent of their murders or their sorceries or their sexual immorality or their thefts. Let's pray. Father, as we get deeper and deeper into this book of Revelation, we just pray for your continued insight from your Holy Spirit that you would make all things known to us, that those things which may be harder to understand, that you would just give us spiritual insight and understanding and just prepare us father for the time that we're even now living in and what lies ahead even though we know ultimately we will be caught up to meet you in the air before all these things really unfold we're seeing the beginnings of them now jesus said they would be like a woman in labor we're seeing the birth pangs and it's about to come forth the birthing of first of all a one world satanic government which will then give way to the birth of a new world order under Jesus Christ. So we ask you to just give us insight and understanding as we study this passage today. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. The horses that he mentions here in verse 17. I saw, and thus I saw the horses in the vision. These are first seen as locusts in verse 3. Then out of the smoke locusts came upon the earth, and to them was given power, as the scorpions of the earth have power. We talked about this could be some kind of a high-tech weaponry, or it could be the sting of a scorpion would be very much like a vaccination. And there's uh, more and more uh, warnings being issued, by the way, about these vaccines. They are being referred to as an experimental drug. They have not had full Federal Drug Administration approval. They are under an emergency approval which is not the same thing as a fully vetted drug. They've also admitted that it's not a true vaccine because it doesn't contain any of the actual virus. Normally, a vaccine contains a small dose of whatever you're trying to prevent. The flu vaccine has a little bit of uh, the flu virus in it. Smallpox, you name it. Chickenpox and so forth, measles. All those vaccinations contain a small amount of the actual disease that they're trying to prevent. Not so with the COVID-19 vaccination, but I don't want to harp on that too much. Maybe just harp on it a little. Anyway, to them was given power as the scorpions of the earth have power. And by the way, they've been saying, well, two may not be enough. You might need three. You might have to get an annual update. And on and on it goes. And as I mentioned, either last week, it must have been the week before, we've gone from, in our childhood, there were, you know, our meaning, those of us that were 10 years old when the church started. (laughs) Those of, of us who were children of the 40s, 50s, 60s, and so forth, we got four vaccinations. Today it's anywhere from 16 to 28. Some might think it's a good idea to be injecting that many man-made chemicals into a child's body. I happen to be of the opposite opinion. I don't think it's a good idea. And there are many parents whose children have become autistic who have, will swear up and down that it was caused by some of these vaccinations. And that's just the beginning, the tip of the iceberg. But if Satan truly is the one who comes to steal, to kill, and destroy then it would make all the sense in the world. You know, that is the devil's ultimate goal, and I talk about this a lot, but the devil's ultimate goal is to destroy the human race because we're created in God's image. God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son that he sent 
Jesus into this world to die for us. The devil hates us because God loves us. The devil hates us because he got kicked out of heaven and we get to go there. So what he does through his deceptive methodologies, he works within the hearts and minds of unregenerate human beings to create things that look like, that are called progress. I told you, well, I didn't tell you because you weren't here, but I think I said in the message last week that all this technology is going to kill us. It's all supposed to make life easier, but have you noticed it makes life a lot harder? Everything's changed. And the thing is, that's how the enemy works. Oh, this is progress. In fact, I talk a lot about the liberals, the left, but you know, they don't call themselves liberals anymore. They call themselves progressives. Hello. Progress. Right? Progress. Progress is frozen propellers in West Texas. There's your progress. And it's funny, but people died. There's your Green New Deal. People died from frozen wind propellers. God forbid we should heat our houses with, you know, gas and oil and natural gas. We got tons of natural gas. Oh, we got to have propellers, windmills. And all the environmentalists, really, they don't have a problem with that. Those things are ugly, they mar the landscape. Isn't it funny how progressives will do anything if it fits their agenda? Even from a rational, logical standpoint, if you're an environmentalist, you don't cover the landscape with those propellers, right? See, there's no rationality, there's no logic, there's no common sense when you're progressive. All right, I'll try to shut up. <laughs> Woo! Come quickly, Lord Jesus. All right. So in verse 3, they emerge out of the abyss, the bottomless pit, as locusts. And then in verse 7, the shape of the locust was like horses prepared for battle. Again, remind yourself, here's John the Apostle, John the Revelator. He is describing things that will take place in our time, but he's a first century man. They didn't have nukes in his day. They didn't have tanks in his day. They didn't have missiles in his day. They had none of this stuff. On their heads were crowns of something like gold, and their faces were like the faces of men. They had hair like women's hair, and their teeth were like lion's teeth. So these are the horses now we read about in verse 17. Thus I saw the horses in the vision, and out of their mouths came fire, smoke, and brimstone. Now when's the last time you saw a horse breathing fire and smoke and brimstone? So once again, what we read about here is what it sounds like some type of a high-tech war machines, super soldiers. Remember I told you last week or the week before that when Barack Obama was president, he said, we have created Iron Man. All of the major nations in the world are working on super soldiers behind the scenes, exoskeletons, and even injections. If you want to talk about injections, how many of you have ever seen any of the Captain America movies? They took that 90-pound weakling and they infused all those chemicals into his body and they created Captain America. Do you realize how prophetic the secular motion picture industry is? Why? Because... The enemy knows what's going on, and he helps them write their scripts. I've told you before, the devil hides in plain sight, and he convinces everybody, oh, this is just science fiction, this is fantasy, this is just, it's just the movies, when all of it's actually a preview of coming attractions. And by putting it all in entertainment, the devil thinks he can fool people into gradually accepting it like the frog in the pot. War machines, super soldiers, cyborgs, hybrids. You know that people like Bill Gates and Elon Musk and different ones are actively promoting the implanting of microchips into people's brains. 
and there will be great temptation. As a, it's probably been 10 years ago or more, we had a prophecy conference with L.A. Marzulli and uh, some other folks. I think Doug Hamp was here. And they were talking about some of these things way back then, Tom Horn, different ones, and that the temptation with the mark of the beast, their projection is that quite possibly, and again, this vaccination fits right in with it, that they will promise people if you take this implant, then we will be able to extend your life by decades, if not hundreds of years. We will be able to genetically modify your DNA to remove every genetic defect so that you will no longer have cancer, you will no longer have a heart disease, you will no longer have diabetes. All you have to do is take this implant, and that's right where we're headed. And unless you're a strong believer, which we won't be here, but there will be people saved after the rapture, going into the tribulation. There will be people saved. We know that. We read about the, the martyrs, the tribulation martyrs. We've already read about them in these revelation studies. But the temptation for people, even for somebody who's not a, a believer, who may say, you know what? I don't really know what's going on. I don't know why all these so-called Christians disappeared. I don't necessarily believe in God. But I still have a funny feeling about this chip, this implant, this mark. I have a funny feeling, but they're promising me perfect health. You know, they'll take care of me financially. The universal guaranteed income, have you heard about that one? You see, <laughs> I'd like to get through this study. And this is all related. It's all related, folks. I hate to say this. It's, I know it's hard to believe, but the powers that be are determined to destroy our economy and bring everybody under complete government control and subjection. And by giving you a universal income, well, it's not safe. Have you ever seen some of these, these sci-fi movies where everybody's afraid to go out because they've been told... The atmosphere is polluted, and if you go outside, you'll die. There have been movies like that, and then you come to find out later on in the movie they were lying to you that it's okay to go outside. They just don't want you to go outside. They want you to stay inside. Well, if you want to travel, you've got to have a vaccine. We're supposed to go see our son in May. He's graduating. Adam, how many remember Adam? Pastor Adam, my son. He's graduating, getting his master's degree in family counseling back in South Carolina. We're supposed to fly back and celebrate with him. I'm afraid to buy a plane ticket. I don't know if I'm going to be able to go because I am not taking a vaccine. I'll be here till God's done with me, and that's it. So there you go. But this is where we're at, folks. Okay, verse 18. By these three plagues, a third of mankind was killed. The three plagues, fire, smoke, and brimstone. Uh, I don't know if you've heard of Jerome Corsi. He was a pretty big player in the whole Russiagate thing. He uh, was at one time connected to Roger Stone. Jerome Corsi is a believer. He was also connected to World Net Daily. Uh, Joseph Farah, he's a prolific author, writer, political uh, insider, so to speak. Jerome Corsi, I met him at one of the prophecy conferences I attended years ago. But um, Jerome Corsi's comment on this particular verse, by these three plagues, a third of mankind was killed by the fire, the smoke, and the brimstone, which came out of their mouths. He likened it unto World War III nuclear war. Even as we speak, Iran, North Korea, Russia, China, and more are all nuking up and the new president's helping them to do it. All the things that Trump did to try to tamp down nuclear proliferation, Sleepy Joe is now undoing. He's talking about going back into the Iran nuclear deal, which is a joke. It's just the opposite. The Iran nuclear deal is supposed to stop them, but instead it actually helps them. Same thing with Russia. Trump undid a an accord with them because they weren't playing by the rules. But they're all nuking up. 
Again, thankfully, I don't believe we're going to be here. But there's terrible time coming upon this planet. Jesus said it'll be the worst time in human history. Okay, verse 19. For their power is in their mouth and in their tails. Again, a horse doesn't have any power in the tail that you'd want to be connected to. <laughs> These aren't horses. They're, they're not locusts. These are just symbolic ways for John to describe what he's seeing in the first century that will take place in our century. For their tails are like serpents, so it sounds like they have a maneuverability to them, having heads on the tail. It sounds like some kind of a rear-mounted weaponry. And the brimstone which came out of their mouths. So the powers in the mouth and in their tails, for their tails are like serpents having heads, and with them they do harm. Verse 20, but, but the rest of mankind who were not killed by these plagues did not repent. So the rest of mankind at this point, as we pointed out last week or the week before, or I lose track, especially when we're, you're not here and I'm up here by myself, the remaining 45% of the survivors at this point in the tribulation and we're not even quite to the halfway point yet. Three and a half years. We're not to the three and a half year mark yet. And yet 55% of the world's population has already been destroyed. Last week I talked about the Georgia Guidestones. How many watched online? Not enough. You should all be watching online if you're not here in person. CalvaryChapelEast.com, YouTube, so forth. That's the goal of the devil and his human counterparts to reduce the world's population because like all the other lies they're spewing out like climate change they're saying the world is overpopulated I got to tell you there's a lot of empty space on this planet but they're not satisfied with that the devil's goal the progressive's goal is to reduce the world's population According to the Georgia Guidestones, look it up, 500 million. Basically, from 7.5 billion people down to 500 million. That's a lot of dead bodies. So here we are, not halfway into the tribulation. Only 45% remain. So that would put you down around, what, 300? What did I say, 7.5 billion? So we're now we're at like 3 billion, 3.5 billion left. That won't be good enough. They're going to keep coming. They did not repent of the works of their hands. In spite of the horrible, ongoing, demonic onslaught on the human race, people will not repent and turn to God. In earlier times, these calamities would have led to mass repentance. You know that? Remember when Jonah, God sent Jonah to Nineveh, Jonah ran away, Jonah ran away and went up in the belly of a whale. It's a true story. It's not a mythology. It's not a fantasy. It's not fake. He really did because he was running from God. And then he repented. The whale irped him up. He went and warned the people of Nineveh. By the way, he was probably all bleached out from the uh, digestive juices in the whale's stomach. Can you imagine when this guy comes walking into Nineveh? This bleached out, freaked out prophet. And he warned the people of Nineveh and they repented for a hundred years just from seeing and hearing Jonah. And yet, with all the destruction going on on planet Earth, these people will not repent. Their hearts are hardened. We saw a little bit of repentance after 911. It didn't last very long, did it? Very short-lived. They did not repent of the works of their hands that they should not worship demons. We're seeing that more and more every day. They will not repent of their demon worship, which is why they're in this mess in the first place. Now, I, I caught a little flack a few weeks ago when I said I believe there would be Mormons that would be saved and Jehovah's Witnesses. The Bible says, he who calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. But having said that, when Paul warns Timothy about doctrines of demons, 1 Timothy 4.1, now the Spirit expressly says that in latter times... Some will depart from the faith. 
giving heed to deceiving spirits and doctrines of demons, speaking lies in hypocrisy, having their own conscience seared with a hot iron. No conscience. Any other belief system other than the one put forth by God himself in the Holy Scriptures of the Bible, the Old and New Testament, through the Old Testament prophets and the New Testament apostles, is demonic in origin. It may not be blatantly satanic, like Satan worship, like Wiccan type thing, Druidry and so forth, but any other belief system that denies any aspect of the cardinal tenets of the Christian faith is demonic. Do we all agree on that? So that would include, I'm sorry, Mormonism. The chief demon of Mormonism is an angel named Moroni. It would include Islam. Allah is the moon god, the sword god. We were well taught by our friend Avi Lipkin. The Arabs were polytheistic, the descendants of Ishmael the son who was rejected by God because Abraham and Sarah disobeyed God and decided to take matters into their own hands. Now, it wasn't Ishmael's fault, just like everybody else. He wasn't asked to be born, but he was. And when Isaac, the son of promise, came along, there was turmoil in the household. Sarah, who instigated the whole thing, was now displeased with the presence of Hagar and Ishmael demanded that Abraham get rid of them, which he did. And so, for several thousand years, what's going on in the Middle East is a direct result of sibling rivalry. The Arabs and the Jews are relatives. Ishmael and Isaac were brothers. And because of that rejection, you see what happens? You know, we reap what we sow. The sins of, of Abraham and Sarah live on. And so there's all this hatred and conflict as a result. So we're talking here about false belief systems. So the Arabs became polytheistic. Their worship of Yahweh deteriorated as they drifted farther and farther away from Father Abraham and their roots. And so, by the time that Muhammad came along, the Arabs worshipped literally hundreds of gods. But Muhammad, again, jealous of the Christians and the Jews, who had one common belief in Jehovah God, Yahweh, the great I Am, even though the Jews did not believe in Jesus as their Messiah, Jews and Christians both believe in the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, right? So Muhammad says, well, wait a minute, we're kind of behind the curve here. These guys are very solidified behind their monotheistic belief system of one God. Hear, O Israel, the Lord your God is one. So Muhammad says, we need a one God system also. But it can't be the same God, because then we'll still be subservient to the Christians and the Jews. So they take a look at all the hundreds of gods, and they pick one. Allah, the moon God, the sword God. You see why they... They're really big on the scimitar, aren't they, on the sword? Cutting people's heads off and so forth. And so Muhammad creates this entire belief system around Allah, the moon god, the sun god. That's a doctrine of demons. Do you get it? It's demonic. Understand what I'm saying? Mormonism, Islam, Buddhism, any ism. ISM is always a warning. Ism. Schism. Hinduism, Buddhism, Satanism, even yoga. Pornography. Doctrines of demons. Anything that draws your worship away from the one true God. Folks, the reality is most people who worship demons don't even realize it. They don't want you to realize it. They know that the average person, if they were confronted head-on by a demon or by the devil and said, come and worship me, they would turn and run the other way. 
Satan masquerades as an angel of light. Let me read you this little article I picked up several years ago. It's a little outdated, but it's going to be even more true now than when it was written. Satanism is rising and rising rapidly beyond shows like Lucifer. Do you remember that show, Lucifer? Boy, they're getting bolder and bolder, aren't they? I said Satan hides in plain sight. Beyond shows like Lucifer that paint the devil as simply misunderstood, and the distribution of satanic temple materials in some schools, and the satanic black mass at an Oklahoma City civic center, and the monument to Baphomet in Detroit. You know these are all real, right? There is a monument to Baphomet that the goat head representing Satan in Detroit. In Detroit, that's a great city today, isn't it? That city would be best served to be just bulldozed over. These are just a few recent examples. There are the senseless deaths of young men like Edwin Juarez Palma. Police in Mexico arrested a trio of Satanists who allegedly killed a friend in the process of trying to morph him into a vampire. Palma, the victim, was reportedly strangled, beaten, and slashed in the neck before he died. The Satanists wrapped his body in a plastic bag and ditched him. Police say Edwin, known as Piwa, was killed after being fooled into taking part in an initiation ceremony to become part of a satanic cult called the Sons of Baphomet. The Daily Mail reports, instead he was tortured after having his hands tied behind his back after one of the alleged killers persuaded the others their victims should be sacrificed so he could return to life as a vampire. Clearly these kids are deceived at best and deluded at worst. Two of the suspected killers are 18, the other one's 25. According to the encyclopedia Satanica, did you know there was one of those? The average age of a Satanist is 25, and most are single male Caucasians. Satanists are politically diverse, work a range of occupations, and come from Jewish, Catholic, Protestant, or agnostic backgrounds. Most were involved in other religions before they converted to the literal dark side. Who knows? A devil worshiper might live near you or sit next to you at work. By the best statistics I can find, there were 50,000 Satanists in the world in 1990. I'm sure it was higher. According to the Ontario Consultants of Religious Tolerance, and that number rose to as many as 100,000 in 2006. Of course, that was a decade ago, so this article is from 2016. And a lot has changed in a decade. More recently, the Catholic Church warned of the rise of Satanism and the occult, and God's Ghostbusters, as real group, reports there are more than 200,000 registered witches and up to 8 million who have not officially unveiled themselves. Dark forces are also invading Christianity. Three out of every ten teenagers have played the Ouija board, had their palms read, and eight out of ten have read horoscopes, according to a Barna study called Teens and the Supernatural. I had some friends in high school, some girls who had a slumber party, and they had a Ouija board, and I have a first-hand account from a very reliable witness who uh, said that uh, when they started messing with the Ouija board, a weird, strange, unrecognized voice began to speak through one of the girls. Ouija board is not a game. It is an occult tool an occult instrument used to invite demonic infiltration. The survey reports 29% of Christian teens, Christian teens, did not see anything wrong with it. 18% said they read horoscopes but do not think it really predicts the future. And another 8% said they read it but feel guilty about it. So, again, it would make all the sense in the world as we're coming closer and closer to the rapture of the church and the seven-year tribulation that Satanism, a demonic activity leading to actual demonic worship, which really is already taking place, would be increasing. And it is. They also did not repent, according to verse 21, of their murders or their sorceries or their sexual immorality or their thefts. They did not repent of their murders. I would say that due to the extreme violence depicted today in movies, TV shows, video games, the line between fantasy and reality has been blurred to the point that for many people, murder is no longer a big deal. 
No doubt the murderous act of abortion will continue to escalate, wouldn't you say? It's escalating right now as we speak. Is abortion murder? Absolutely. Does God love women who've had abortions? Absolutely. Does he forgive them? Absolutely, if they repent. It's so hard because I feel obligated to speak out against the murdering of the unborn. But I don't, it's not my desire to heap condemnation on any woman who's been through an abortion. My heart goes out to them. I have compassion for them. I have sympathy for them. And I believe that for the most part they've been deceived. But just because people have been deceived and have given in to that deception, we can't stop speaking the truth. Amen? They did not repent of their murders. Matthew 24, 12 in the NIV, because, or first of all, here's the New King James, because lawlessness will abound, the love of many will grow cold. Because of lawlessness. Again, we just lost a president. One of his famous bylines was law and order. He had a genuine desire to restore law and order in our nation because we've become a lawless people. It blows my mind. I mean, we live over on the west side there, North Valley, west side, and so we use Paseo del Norte a lot. You better not even try to go the speed limit. Don't try to go 60. There's people bombing down there at 80, 90 miles an hour. I don't ever see anybody getting pulled over for violating the speed limit, endangering people's lives. Nobody has any respect for any law anymore. It's meaningless. We are a lawless nation now, and even more so now under our new administration. The only ones that will have the law applied to them, hello, Christians, conservatives, the law, even laws that don't exist will be applied to you and me. Do you realize that? But for the progressives, for the atheists, the agnostics, those that are walking in the spirit of Antichrist, there is no law. There's only lawlessness. Now we're reopening our southern border. Amnesty. No deportations, no arrests. Citizenship for everybody. Rewarding people who do break the law and punishing people who don't. Isaiah predicted this. The time will come when they will call good evil and evil good. People practicing every kind of perversion. That's good. People like us who say, no, no, you shouldn't do that. God doesn't like that. God made us male, female, one man, one woman, heterosexual marriage. Now we're bad. That's bad to say that. It's bigoted. It's mean-spirited. It's narrow-minded. It's dogmatic. It's hateful. But the last time I checked, as believers, we're supposed to love what God loves and hate what God hates. And if you don't, you're not a Christian. Let me say it again. All you fake, phony Christians out there, those who identify as believers, but you call good evil and evil good, you are not a Christian. And it doesn't mean we're perfect. We've all sinned and come short of the glory of God. We are sinners saved by grace. But that is not an excuse for lawlessness. God's law, if you don't respect man's laws, I guarantee you, you don't respect God's laws. And we are all lawbreakers. That's why Christ came. We can only be saved by grace through faith, not by works. But they did not repent of their murders. Let me read that in the NIV. Because of the increase of wickedness. Has there always been wickedness in the world? Yeah, it started with Adam and Eve. They disobeyed God. Then their son Cain killed their son Abel. There's always been wickedness in the world. But the, one of the trademarks, one of the hallmarks of the last days is the increase of wickedness. 
doing horrible, horrific things that you, the normal person goes, how can that be? How can that happen? How could someone do that? It's beyond the pale. It's beyond understanding. Because of the increase of wickedness or lawlessness, NIV says wickedness, the love of most will grow cold. Not lust, there's plenty of that to go around, but the love of most. That's a tremendous challenge for us as believers because we are to bear the fruit of love, the fruit of the Spirit, agape. But because of the wickedness and the lawlessness, we are in danger as believers of having our own hearts hardened. And we can't let that happen, folks. It's going to take an ongoing daily effort to guard our hearts and minds. God promised Philippians 4, 6, and 7, if we bring everything to Him, all our anxieties, in prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, that the peace that passes all understanding, His peace, would guard our hearts and our minds through Christ Jesus. We need desperately need that. These are desperate times. 2 Timothy 3, 1 through 5. Know this, Timothy, Paul writes, in the last days. These are the last days, folks. It's here. Don't doubt it. Perilous times will come, for men will be lovers of themselves. Hmm. I think that describes the day we're living in. Lovers of money, hello. Boasters, proud, blasphemers. Disobedient to parents, go to the supermarket. It can be a terrifying experience if Johnny and Bobby and Billy and Susie are there with mommy, let me tell you. Unthankful, unholy, unloving, unforgiving. Man, people carry grudges today. Out for vengeance, out for blood. Unforgiving slanderers. Oh, man. That's why... My wife and I avoid social media, I'm telling you. You're just setting yourself up. So many people have lives have been destroyed, jobs lost, spouses lost, so forth, over social media. Slanderers, without self-control, brutal, despisers of good, traitors. Yeah, there's no sense of loyalty anymore. That used to be a, a valued virtue. Loyalty, good luck. Headstrong, haughty, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God. Having a form of godliness. Oh yeah, I'm religious, I'm spiritual. I identify as a believer or whatever. Having a form of godliness but denying its power. Its power to change you, to transform you, to convert you. I don't have to change. I can be just the way I am. No. Jesus told the woman caught in adultery, I, I don't condemn you, but go and sin no more. Repent. Change your life. Change your lifestyle, and I will help you to do it by the power of my Holy Spirit and the truth of my word. That's why it's called conversion. You're converted. You're transformed by the renewing of your mind. They did not repent of their murders or their sorceries. Here's where it gets interesting. You probably know this, but in case you don't, the Greek word here is pharmakia. Sorceries, we often think of, you know, the sorcerer's apprentice, magic, blah, blah, blah. No, it's pharmakia. It's where we get the English word pharmacy. It has to do with drugs. They did not repent of their murders or their sorceries. In fact, not only did they not repent of them, now in Oregon, it's all drugs are legal. Heroin, morphine, cocaine, you name it. Colorado, magic mushrooms. Woo! They didn't repent of them, they legalized them. Magic arts, potions, poisons. Again, it's the frog in the pot. We start with legalizing good old Mary Jane. Marijuana, pot, whatever else they call it nowadays. Grass, we used to call it back in the day too. Remember that? 
hey, man, you got any grass? I was a naive junior high kid. I'm allergic to grass. I have to wear a mask when I mow my lawn. I had some guys trying to hustle me in Tempe, Arizona, down on Mill Avenue near the University, Arizona State University. Went to a little psychedelic club down there to hear the bands play. Wound up playing there myself. These old guys come, come after me outside. Hey, man, want to buy some grass? And then I realized what they were talking about, and I said, well, I have asthma. I can't smoke anything. Oh, man, this will help your asthma. <laughs> so not long after that, I decided to find out. I still have asthma. <laughs> but I don't, no more. Not in 60 years, or 50 years, pardon me, 50 years. The only problem is, according to me, I wasn't even born then, so... I guess you can't believe everything that comes out of my mouth. <laughs> but when it comes to the Word of God, you can. Legalized pot was just the beginning, folks. And then we have the abuse of prescription medications and improper diagnosis and treatment have gone through the roof. Doctors are giving out drugs to people like M&Ms. And there's been a big pushback on that with oxycodone, oxycontin, fentanyl and all, but I guarantee you they're still doling them out like candy. The anti-anxiety drugs, the anti-psychotic drugs, and oh, it's funny, well, yeah, he was on those and then he killed his whole family. How'd that work out? They did not repent of their murders or their sorceries. And if you think people are whacked out now, just wait till the Christians and the Holy Spirit in them are removed from this earth. That's why it'll be the worst time in human history, folks. Because the restraining force of the Holy Spirit will not be here the way it is now. The Holy Spirit will still be drawing people to God, I believe, in the tribulation. But the presence of millions of believers all over the planet is a restraining force and it will be removed. 2 Thessalonians 2.7 For the mystery of lawlessness, there it is again, is already at work, and that was 2,000 years ago. It's been gradually, the enemy has been working his way into the system. Progress for 2,000 years. Only now, only he who now restrains the Holy Spirit, notice it's not an it, it's a he. The devil certainly doesn't restrain any evil in this world, that's for sure. Only he who now restrains will do so until he's taken out of the way. Folks, this is an ironclad scripture proving the pre-tribulation rapture of the church. The Antichrist can't come to power, can't be revealed until the Holy Spirit is removed. And how do you remove the Holy Spirit? You remove the people he lives in. You get that? Okay. A drugged-out population will be very easy to control. They also did not repent of their sexual immorality. LGBTQ. I can't help but think of Dairy Queen, my favorite place for ice cream. That's what it sounds like, or my favorite sandwich, the bacon, lettuce, and tomato. There's just a few extra letters in there. Oh, man, this new administration's pushing this stuff hard, baby. Pushing it hard. Coming to an elementary high school, junior high school near you. It's already there. It's already there. Our public school system is from the pit of hell. I know there are believers in that system, and thank God for them. They might get offended by me saying this, but it's demonic. Homeschool, private school, Calvary Christian Academy. Your child would be better off growing up unable to read and write than to go to a public school. Second chapter of Acts. 
One of their songs years ago, you can go to your college, you can go to your school, but if you don't know Jesus, you're an educated fool. And they're doing everything they can to make sure your child never knows Jesus. And if anything, your child hates Jesus. Your child hates the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. That's their goal. Don't you doubt it for a moment. Another thing that went down the drain that was being pushed hard for in the previous administration was school choice. Which means you could take your tax dollars and pay for your child's education where you choose. That should go without saying. But it doesn't. In fact, if you don't even have kids in school, you still pay taxes that support the public school system. You know that, right? Property taxes, if you're a property owner? Absolutely. Oh, Lord, I'm having a hard time getting through this puppy. Where are we? LGBTQ. Hold the mail. Transgenderism. Polygamy. Yeah. Sister Wives, those TV shows. Big Love. I didn't watch any of them, but I've read about them. I predicted this years ago. I said, once they pass gay marriage, homosexual marriage, next will be polygamy. If two men can marry or two women can marry, then why can't one man and two women or two... You know what I'm saying? There's no more barriers, folks. It's a matter of time. I told you uh, quite a while back about the two Asian guys in Canada that were married... They got divorced so they could go back and marry a third guy. I'm serious. The two gay guys got a divorce, then they went with the third guy, and they got married, all three of them together. They did not repent of their sexual immorality. All the while, incest is being promoted now too, folks. I got something on that. Hold on. All the while, portraying heterosexuality and traditional biblical marriage is evil on TV and commercials and films. You notice how they're starting to weave the gay couples into the commercials now? Uh. To the moon, Alice! Boy, if you remember that, you're as old as me. And I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry for you. There's a concept called genetic sexual attraction. Have you heard about this? It's a concept in which a strong sexual attraction may develop between close blood relatives who first meet as adults. You know how you're adopted out when you're a baby or something and then you go back as an adult and you're trying to find your true biological parents? The Genetic Sexual Attraction Forum homepage, gsaforums.com, dedicated to supporting people affected by genetic sexual attraction and adoption Reunion Issues. Tells you how to, about the forum, how to become a member. There was a 51-year-old mom and her 30-year-old son that met up as adults, got married. Father and daughter on the East Coast, I think one or both of them wound up in jail over it. Believe it or not, it's only a matter of time before they won't wind up in jail. They'll be perfectly free to do that. They did not repent of their sexual immorality. And finally... We're almost right on time, real close. This is amazing. God magnified our time this morning. Or their thefts in a godless, immoral, amoral society, thievery is becoming more and more commonplace and acceptable. In fact, in California, they passed a law as long as you don't steal more than $950 worth of merchandise, they won't even arrest you. It's a thief's paradise. Did you know that? That's real. Don't get any ideas. I'm telling you, 950 bucks worth of merchandise won't take you very far in California. You have to steal. You have to go to the store every day and steal 950 dollars worth of stuff, and then sell it for about a fourth of what it's worth. You could make a living that way, and the California taxpayers will pay for it. I deserve it. Here's this is the new outcry. I deserve it. They owe me. Really? Why? They just do. Right? There was that uh, girl, I think she was a Black Lives Matter chick over, I think, Minneapolis, if I'm not mistaken, after the riots and stuff. And she was saying, it's perfectly okay to riot and, uh, and uh, loot Macy's and all these stores because it's actually a form of reparations. Yeah. 
for slavery. I deserve it. They owe it to me. They did not repent of their thefts. Do you know that, that shoplifting is so common and so widespread that all the products we buy, there's an extra uh, monetary value added in to cover the cost of all the shoplifting. We pay more for our stuff today because there's so many people stealing stuff. So let's just make everything self-serve and make it easier for the thieves. Right? And slip a little extra thing in the bag there. You know. I mean, when you had to go through the checkout, you couldn't do that. Unless you stick it in your pockets. In spite of all the monitoring, the cameras and all that, Bogus lawsuits, that's another way of stealing from people. Insider trading, outrageous interest rates. It's called usury in the Bible. It was forbidden. Adultery, do you know that's, that's a form of thievery? You're stealing someone else's spouse. Ponzi schemes. Oh, here's a biggie. Stealing elections. <laughs> Hello. They did not repent. Of their thievery. No, they didn't. Oh, no. What's the matter with you crazy, right-wing, fundamentalist, Bible-believing, Jesus-loving, spirit-filled Christians? This is, this is not the end times. All we got to do is get rid of you guys, and then it'll be paradise. Well, you've got to get rid of us, but it ain't going to be paradise. And you're going to wish you were where we are. Yes, Virginia, the Bible really is true. Everything God says will happen, will happen, and it's happening right now. Let's stand. Let's bow our heads for prayer. I'm going to ask anyone this morning who needs prayer, please raise your hand. I'd like to pray for you.